Hello, good morning, good evening, and welcome everyone to another episode of Suffered in Silence. Turn the pain into power. It's so good to have you on, everyone. Maya, how are you? Hi, hello, good morning. Um, good afternoon, everyone. Hello, world. Good, good afternoon in the Philippines and wherever you are in this world. Um, good morning, Mr. B. I know it's too early for you to be there. Um, <laughs> Yes, it's good to see you, everybody, and welcome to our first special guest, um, Doctor, our clinical psychologist, um, Doctor um, Evangeline Castro. Um, yes, and welcome to this podcast. And how's everybody, Harleen? And yeah, hi, I'm good. I'm good here in the Philippines. How are you, Mom Castro and Doc Castro? I'm so excited to listen to your advices and to your. <laughs> well, um, it's not it's not always um, new for me because I've been guesting, but then still I am still also learning and trying to be confident in the way I deliver my, uh, of course, my um, speech or my uh, lecture, if if I may call it. Uh, sure, here on Free Talk with Mr. B, we free talk, so we're free to call it anything. And the whole idea is just to do it, and so it's really a, a welcoming sign to have everyone here at different locations around the world, at different times in the world, to try to give back, as it were, to the global community. And the subject is so pertinent, suffered in silence, turned the pain into power. You know, last week we were talking about our childhood and it was a very wonderful session on our childhood and we can we can speak about it for a long time so that's why we brought it back into this week and decided Dr. Castro to bring you on because everything I think I mean I, I feel convinced that everything that happens in our childhood impacts our life and our complete life and we just wanted you to help us and to validate some of what we're thinking and or to straighten out our thinking on and what does it really mean when you suffer as a child a traumatic event and a traumatic experience? Um, we saw last week that is still with with Maya and it's still with us, all of the little ones we have. So maybe you can tell us why does it stay with us so long? Oh yeah, um, I've been working in a mental hospital in a psychiatric facility for 41 years and I am also handling the forensic cases and uh, most of them are rape cases. So when you say impact, I just first wanted to explain what psychological trauma is. So psychological trauma is a type of um, damage to the brain that occurs as a result of a severely distressing event. So the trauma is often the result of an overwhelming amount of stress that exceeds one's ability to cope or integrate the emotions involved with that experience, like, like rape cases, sexually abuse, like um, violence, abuse, abuse, and all the sort of abuses. I see, yes. I see. Yeah. So, a psychological or emotional trauma is a damage or injury to the psyche from mind, body, and soul. 
after living through an extremely frightening or distressing event and may result in challenges in functioning or coping normally after the event. So it has a short and long term, but I would rather um, I would rather go on the uh, long-term effects of trauma or we call it the aftermath of trauma. So one, after the trauma, they'll experience anxiety. So, right. I am sorry. So anxiety, so meaning to say that while everyone worries every time, and I think disorder traps in flight or fight mood. So every time they have that experience of fear, anxiousness, and of course, the pain of being abused. Right. right? You are a victim of that. So you can pretty well relate to what I'm telling, what I'm, I'm saying right now. So you all also re-experience or there is always a flashback of what had happened to you or what had happened to the victim. So there's flashback, memories, and um, if there are triggerings, uh, triggers of events, usually the flashback will come in. And when it comes, it's like as if it's really the same before. It will always be relieved. The memories, the events, the traumatic events. And after that, there will always be behavioral changes. What do I mean by behavioral changes? There's always that there you can always observe the victim having um, some of them they go into masturbation. Some of them go into depression. Some of them go into self-harm. And some of them go into suicide attempts several times. And people around them, they just cannot understand how that excruciating pain slowly bringing them down the drain, everything, everything. So they will uh, experience um, difficulty falling asleep, poor focus, poor concentration. And there, there are also health issues. What are those health issues? They will have headache. They will have um, gastritis. And uh, some sort, and, and some illnesses that they cannot explain but we the psychologists we can always explain we can always explore all this emotional psychological mental and physical so there's also a, some cognitive dysfunction when you say cognitive dysfunction you have difficulty understanding and expressing their feelings. Correct. So they're, yes. So, and then. No, I'm seeing um, Maya is yeah. nodding and, and, and agreeing. So 
Well, tell, <laughs> tell, tell us, what are you agreeing to or nodding about, let's say? Um, yes, I agree what uh, the Dr. Castle said, because um, for the last few years back, uh, way back in my life, um, I, I, I was having a difficult uh, concentrating for uh, especially uh, focusing into studying when I was at, at school. And I was, you know, I was always love um, education to go to school, but I was um, distracting all those mem all those bad memories. And also the concentration of learning process about life, it was biggest um, distracting because um, Sometimes I I always ask myself, or I am always questioning myself, or even God, if is there any God, why it happened to me, this bad um, journey in my life way back many years ago, and also um, I agree what Doctor said that um, yeah that uh, there is. Um, uh, we cannot focus because sometimes it the memories, uh, you know, keep flashing into my brain. Right, yeah. and and now now this happens for years. And and Dr. Um, Castro, I'll come back to you. Uh, now, Hannah, you met yeah? you met Maya so long after. What did you observe in her behavioral pattern? You think? Um, when I when I met Atimayet, I believe during that time she already um, as a strong person. She in, she already um, um, uh, what do you call? Um, she already conquered the mountain because um, we met at the age of forty-two, I think, Atimayet, and it yeah. happened. The race yeah. happened uh, for seven point five years old. So um, when I met her, she's so strong, but. Sometimes she changes, you know. Um, um, she changes her attitude in terms of, let's say, triggers when we talk about like boys or men about love stories. So I can still sense her triggers. Okay, and so that's, that's how. But mm. that's an interesting word. So now, Dr. Castro, these triggers—it's in all of us humans, right? Something trigger yep. our, our our emotions, our sensitivity. Uh, um, tell us, tell us about it. Let me not say these okay. triggers. Um, these triggers usually is connected with their experiences. Like for example, if they're gonna talk about men, so either Maya will have that this kind of reaction that she feels dirty of, of herself because of what had happened in the past, and others other victims would also feel like they hate men men haters these are two kinds of um i i would say impact or result when there is psychological trauma after their rape rape case or rape event either a child would become promiscuous and the other one is a child would become frigid in their sexual relationship. Okay. 
And so it can cause uh, many different behaviors. I mean, we're keeping it uh, uh, serious because the reason why we wanted to go over childhood again is, is, is the fact that something impacted a child and even 40 years later, it still have a, a child inside of us that's being impacted and uh, potentially suffering in silence. And so I can see why it was important, uh, Maya, to turn the pain into power. Now, Dr. Castro, and, and I'm gonna ask you this question, but I wanted to address someone is on. Anyone know who is C-H-O-N-E Baldoza? Um, Chan Baldosa is the MOP secretary. Oh, say hi. <laughs> yes, you just want to listen to us. Yes, and so hi is welcome. We like to every, our listeners to know that she's listening. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, the, okay. The the point of making then with with us is is when we look at childhood, we want to prevent. And prevention is, is doing things to stop it from happening before it ever happens, right? Prevention, prevention, prevention. And it's, yes. it's a mission vision of MOP. And, and so uh, from a childhood perspective, the suffering, we want to turn our pain into power. That's easy to do as an adult, but it's very hard to do as a child. And so suffering in silence is where we're going to try to eliminate a suffering in silence. What needs to happen um, with children very early, maybe from a parent perspective to a child, what needs to happen very early if anything happens to a child or let's add in prevention? Person, me, you're asking me, is it? I, yeah, 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 you're the subject matter expert with us today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you have to understand that all effects of trauma can take place either over a short period of time or over a course of weeks or even years. Any effects of trauma should be addressed immediately to prevent permanence. Okay, so so, so, the, the, so the, the, the sooner the trauma is addressed, the better chance a victim has of recovering successfully and right. See, this is our learning point right here. This is our learning point that parents need to observe their children. You should know the condition of your children. Then if a child is telling you or hinting to you by nonverbal or verbal signs, you should listen to your child, right? Just like we listen to our bodies. And, and that's where, Dr. Castro, if we address it early, we can save a child too, right? If you, if you address it very early, you can save someone from ruining their whole life and suffering in silence. Would, wouldn't that be correct? Yeah, but you have also to understand, Mr. B, that there are parents who doesn't uh, listen to their children, especially if the perpetrator is a stepfather or they just uh, brush it under the rug. And then the more the child becomes um, disturbed because she has no support system. The person that she looks up, up as a support system where she trusted much because uh, that person has authority, but they failed. So the, the, it's so painful to be disappointed and frustrated. In, in addition to what happened to you, you get a, a second punishment, as it were. You know, yes, a second, yeah. second set of trauma or trauma on top of trauma. And, and that's, that's the discomfort 
and, and that's we, like I said Maya, that's what we need to keep bringing out. And so, um, ways. What are ways of, of, of getting it, um, getting this awareness? Because that was the, the, the next thing is in the mission statement, awareness, right? That's why we come on these programs. Very important. You know? Yes. Um, and so, so Maya, the, the organization, let's go back to that mission and vision. What is the real awareness? Because you're, you're trying to get it done. Let's see. Yes. Um, they, um, at the moment, um, we're working on the, the awareness that we're working on the um, different uh, strategy. Like we are starting uh, giving an information to the uh, Barangay Council or to the different communities in Davao City. So we give them an information drive, what is the MOP uh, doing or what we, what our mission are. So the, the, the um, awareness that we gave it to them, like how to spot the sign that the children has been abused or how to spot the sign of grooming process, because the perpetrators are very good on the grooming. Like, First, they groom the parents. Second, they groom the, the child or the girl so that they're, 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 yung tawag nito, yung trust, makuha ang loob ng bata at parents para mag-trust sila nitong perpetrator. So they have to know that, like, you know, targeting the stage, you know, like uh, uh, friendship, forming states like all those that loving relationship states and abusive relationship relationship states so we must do that in uh first in the in the in the community the parents yeah we must do that so that at, at the beginning we will know that this child that has been abused i mean sometimes sometimes the relatives or friends like they just ignore this child that has you know uh, being you know sometimes when i saw a child being quiet at the corner or just you know yung umiyak kaagad then then we must uh move or we must do something like like what i said always that we must ask this child are you okay this word is very important to them because i since that i stayed in the philippines for nearly a year um it's not much parents asking for their children like um are you okay or you know sometimes a child being quiet at the corner and um they must say oh what are you doing there are you okay there's something wrong that we must do that parents must always uh, do that into their children yeah because children cannot express what been happening to them because sometimes the parents is always ano ba ito? nagagalit I don't, uh, um, angry 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 especially their teenager okay this is the this is what i observed in philippines a teenager sometimes late silang umuwi they came back home late or they they come back home with the friends and the parents like duh, 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 something like this where have you been <laughs> right. and what are you doing and this like that no it's not like that oh how are you are you you know, like in, in British style, when, when their child or teenager came back home, Hi, how are you? Uh, did you have a good time? Or this, this and that. We must do that some, some you know, in, in the Philippines because 
yeah, so it's, in the Philippines is different. But if we teach them how to do it, they will learn, I think. Like building trust. But Hannah, when you and I were there, we, we saw the barangay, if I'm saying it correctly, did something. I think, yes. did he come and report what happened in the community to, to, to Atemaya? Barangay Awat uh, Manuel Janga. Okay, Manuel yeah, 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 Manuel Janga. Didn't he come uh, and tell her something happened in the community? Um, well, the Barangay Captain, I think there was there were instances like rape. There were rapes in in the place where Atimayet's MOP is being built. So yeah, there were reports from the Barangay Captain that is being passed to the MOP. So. Yes, yeah. 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 because the captain there is so active, so participate as you can really you know, see that he was there when we celebrated, right, we celebrated right. the five-year anniversary. Right. Yeah? And, yeah. And, and I think, um, and, and Dr. Castro, I think that's empowering because if mm -hmm. some of the leaders in the community are involved, do you think the parents will feel a little more secure about speaking and, and maybe even the child will feel that they're if they know even the barangay captain is involved, that, that they may speak up. What what makes them feel more comfortable to speak up? The children. They will do, uh, the children would be comfortable to speak if the support system from the family itself is very apparent. Yeah, and I know family and is very course, fundamental, but if they don't see it completely, what are the second sources of a family? Because that's the broader family in the village. It takes, we keep saying it takes a village to raise a child, but the child needs to feel sure that the village is there for them, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, there are there are organizations and there are also people who has the heart to help, especially the teachers. I have only this experience in my 40, 41 years in clinical practice and 44 years in my private private practice that usually the children who cannot speak um, they, they cannot speak um, to their parents directly to their mother or any member of the family they usually speak to their teachers teachers yes yeah. they, they, they find yeah. trust and they're quite confident that these teachers would listen and would help them so on this I podcast, agree. we want to say that um, we we want to give a shout out and to all the teachers. I met quite a few in the schools there at your school, and it's such an honor to meet them. At the same time, we want to say definitely that it's a big job to listen to all their children too and to observe the different behaviors that they have. So parents, it's their parents' responsibility, and then as it branches out into the community, in the schools from the from three-year-olds to four-year-olds to five-year-olds go to school, the teachers can see their behavioral patterns and try to listen, yeah. True. Yeah. It's true, it's true. Because um, like, like the teacher is like a second mother to them because they, they, they spend a lot of time, like eight hours or all day with the teachers as well. Like, um, they, like um, we, we have the, this incident in Thrill. Uh, there's an elementary school that the children, you know, after all this pandemic uh, two years ago, they came back uh, face to face to school. So we heard this incident a few months ago that there is nine, six to nine children has been sexually abused with a teacher. This is really, really, you know, um, um, 
Ananda is a why. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking because we like the parents also sometimes the parents also are relying to the teacher, uh, teachers that they look they will look after their children. But sometimes the te- you know, some teachers are um, they you know they um, they then. You yeah, know, I, I mean, I, I can say it quite clearly. Sometimes the person in authority be, becomes the perpetrator. And like that could be a teacher. It could yes. be a police officer. It could be yes. a, a great uncle or a yeah. strong family leader member. And, yes. and they can become the perpetrator. And at first... Abuser. Uh, the abuser, yeah. And at yeah. first, the child is looking up to them and they disappoint the system by by turning the system against the victim and and yeah. so those are the things we are definitely sure to call out so that that does not happen and that does not happen at all if you guys give me a, a minute i need to um do one thing and um this is going well and i need to, to start a second one because i can't cut this conversation off at this time hold on a minute this is very good let's take it over to another portion and continue on with this very conversation. Thank you. Please see Childhood Part 2.